You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Amazing guests today on You Better You Bet, giving varied opinions to help you make the best bet for divisional weekends in the National Football League. Herman Edwards has already joined us on today's show. Adam Chernoff joined us. Connor Allen just joined us. Joey Knish will join us next hour, baby. Our pal Rob Bazola, Pro Sports Better, stops by in a second. But 20 minutes from now, Ken and I will start hour number three here on this tremendous Football Thursday giving you our updated takes on the divisional weekend, um, all the updated injury news, updated weather forecasts, and if, uh, we've changed our minds on the game since we last uh, touched base on the show this past Monday. Power Hour, final hour from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time will feature all our bets for tonight in the NBA, the National Hockey League, and more. But joining us right now is the aforementioned Rob Pozzola, pro sports better. Uh, founder of the content company, The Hammer. And we have a lot of guests on the show that work for The Hammer. So we encourage people to follow them on Twitter at The Hammer HQ. Rob's sports betting podcast is Circles Off. And we encourage people to check that out. A great sports betting podcast. And Rob is on Twitter at Rob Pizzola. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Sorry about them cowboys. And, uh, and how's it going otherwise? I mean, you're bringing back bad memories. Other than that, it's been going pretty well. I've had like kind of... Uh... You know, this this week has been tough realizing I have the Cowboys, I have the Leafs, which are basically the Cowboys of the NHL, and just come to the realization that my team stink and they're not going to win anything. But that's in the past. I'm over it. I honestly am. It was a really, really good betting week for me, which is very much needed because uh, week 17 in the eight, and 18 in the NFL were not too kind. So it was very good to to win all my opinions last week. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that, and I'm I'm excited about these games this week at the very least. I know you're trying to put the Cowboys behind you. I got I to gotta ask you about McCarthy, though, just as a Cowboys fan. Like, Nick and I had our opinions, our level of surprise that he'll be back as the head coach next year. Jerry Jones giving, like, a very, like, long professional announcement about, like, here are all the things we need to do, and I'm really optimistic, and this needs to be the goal and everything. Like, you see that announcement, that note. Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind knowing McCarthy's your coach next year? It The first thing that comes to mind is it sucks because I don't like Mike McCarthy. <laughs> it's really disappointing. But Fair the reality enough. is... You know, you take a step back, and, and this is what I've done. I've thought about the situation a little bit more. Like, if if I was Jerry Jones, I would try to hire Ben Johnson as my head coach. I think that he has the highest upside. It could be a complete disaster, but I'm a big believer in offensive coordinators as head coaches. I think they make a lot of good in-game decisions, and they're just a little bit more aggressive and more conducive to this modern-day NFL. That would never happen with Jerry Jones. Like, it's not even in the realm of possibilities. So if Mike McCarthy gets fired, you're just basically bringing in another retread 
defensive old guy that's available on the market. And I don't think that serves the Cowboys well anyway. So I, I'm just like admitting defeat basically with McCarthy. But I mean, it's crazy that I'm going to say this. Like, I don't think Bill Belichick would have been a better option bringing him in, signing him to like a four or five year contract at 72 years old, trying to have him all of a sudden figure out the new NFL. I don't know. I, I, I when, when presented with the realistic options, I don't know that McCarthy being back is the worst possible thing. I got to tell you something. You got Stockholm Syndrome, buddy, as a sports fan. That's the most insane yeah. thing you've ever said. We don't have enough time to get into it because we got to hit the games, but you need it. You need to sit down with a psychiatrist, buddy, if that's your thought. is Actually, this isn't that bad. Sorry, it is. Uh, we'll get to the I, games I, now. I, I will remind you, Nick. Sorry. I will remind you, and we'll get to the games. I did say that Andy Dalton would be a better quarterback option than Tom Brady on this show as well. So, all right, let's get to the games. Rob, you mentioned you love offensive coordinators getting shots as head coaches, right? There's only one game this weekend that features that, and it's the Packers and the 49ers on Saturday night in the Bay Area. So let's start there with Matt LaFleur in Green Bay, Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco. Niners, nine and a half point favorite, 50 and a half the total. How are you betting this one? Niners and the Packers, Purdy against Love, et cetera. I originally had some interest in Green Bay. I'm really not going to have interest in Green Bay if Jair Alexander doesn't suit up, which it's trending more and more towards that being the case. Why did I have interest in Green Bay? Uh, generally speaking, great quarterback, in my opinion, getting a large amount of points. That's always going to be of interest to me in some capacity. I think the 49ers defense is a little bit overrated, generally speaking, to where people think they are. I'm not saying they're a bad defense. But I think people put them up in like this elite pedestal and they're really not. With Aaron Jones in the backfield for Green Bay, it's not quite the Kyron Williams splits for the Rams. But with Aaron Jones on versus off the field for the Packers, it's very much a different offense altogether for them. And one other thing that's like kind of weird, and it's, it's a very small sample size thing, but the bye week historically in the NFL playoffs is worth a lot. It's like the largest home field advantage any team will have over the course of the season is coming off of that bye week. However, there are a lot of instances where teams rested their starting quarterback in the final game of the regular season, then had a week off, and then played. So two weeks off for the starting quarterback. Those teams, I'm going back 20 years, and it's a very small sample, they just don't cover the spread. Like There is a rust factor associated with that. Kyle Shanahan's actually been very vocal about that in the past before, which is why I thought he would play potentially Brock Purdy in week 18 of the regular season, which he didn't. But I think that there's something real there. Um, honestly, Lean Green Bay, my fellow colleague at, at the Hammer Hitman actually made a very good case for Green Bay plus three first quarter, which I thought was really interesting. And it was just Green Bay, if they, if they win the coin toss, are very likely to take the ball. They did that against Dallas this week. That's not really built into this derivative price as I've been working it out. And I think that there's an edge there because I do actually believe that the Packers would take the ball if they won the coin toss. And like that's not priced into this number. So that to me is a good look. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm not feeling very strongly about this game. Literally, like as, as you're giving that explanation about uh, getting the ball first, even like first quarter, I was sitting literally in my head, I'm going like, all right, first quarter spread, first quarter team total over, Packers to score first, like mm -hmm. all of these, like all these things, like first to seven, first to ten, whatever, all this stuff, like, oh my God, like I, 
Yeah, because like, and the Niners probably defer every time if they win the toss too. To be fair, it might could be that we know the first possession of the game, uh, who gets it before it even starts, which would be pretty crazy. The other big favorite game, Rob. Uh, I've I've grouped these together, but like the total is much less. You're kind of talking about have some questions about San Francisco's defense. I think we have a lot of questions about Green Bay's defense. We haven't really had any questions about Baltimore's defense all year. They've been one of the best in the league. It's basically like them and Cleveland first or second in a bunch of the major statistical categories, except the problem with that is Houston just played Cleveland and they had no problem whatsoever moving the ball, scoring a lot of points. Curious if you see the same kind of issue here going against this defense. Ravens nine and a half, total 43 and a half. What about the early game on Saturday? Yeah, so what Houston's done very well all year is generate explosive plays. And that's been like their calling card. You can picture probably a million plays in your head of C.J. Stroud airing it downfield, whether it's Nico Collins, Tank Dell, who's been on IR, Noah Brown, Noah Brown who's on IR now. My, I'm very questionable about whether or not they can do that this week. Now, they get a boost because Marlon Humphrey is out for the Ravens. But oftentimes, you get a team that plays inside a dome going to an outdoor environment, and they are just not capable of throwing the ball downfield like they are in that dome, especially in these types of conditions. Not that it's terrible and not conducive to throwing, but 15 to 20 mile an hour winds with gusts up to 30 miles an hour, that affects deep balls in a lot of instances here. So I I, I don't know that Houston's going to have that type of success. Now, people could say, yeah, Cleveland prevented explosive plays all year, and Houston did that to them. Baltimore's prevented explosive plays all year. Can Houston do that to them? It's possible, but I, I think the Ravens' defense will win a lot of these matchups. I'm just not completely sold that the Ravens' offense is going to like move the ball that efficiently. Mark Andrews still out again this week. I think it's like everyone thinks this is a foregone conclusion. Well, Houston's defense, they have some issues in the secondary. Ravens have some good receivers. I mean, there is precedent for quarterbacks who struggle in the playoffs over time that continue to struggle in the playoffs over time. I don't think it's just a foregone conclusion. Lamar Jackson is able to completely shake those, you know, past playoff performances altogether. I think this might be the biggest point spread you're going to get with CJ Stroud in his NFL career. And, you know, I, I make this game closer to eight, eight and a half. That's not um, a big edge when you're getting nine and a half in the market. I would only play Houston here just because I think the quarterback is an elite level quarterback and you're getting a ton of points with them from a player prop perspective completely random one bet mgm actually has a great price on this but when these teams played back in week one roquan smith racked up 16 tackles in that game he's priced at eight and a half tackles plus assists uh, over is minus 120 at bet mgm i really like that look when i break down the offenses and specifically the way that houston likes to run the ball and there's their concepts I think Roquan Smith's going to be big and get a lot of tackles in this game. So give me that as a prop option. A couple more minutes here with Pro Sports Better Rob Bazzola with Nick and Ken. Rob, we got to go lightning round here for the remaining two games. Uh, Lions and Bucks on on Sunday in Detroit. Lions six and a half, 48 and a half. What do you got here in like 30 seconds? And then we'll save the rest for Chiefs and Bills. I like the over here for a few reasons. One, Tampa Bay, explosive plays. They've done this all season. Baker Mayfield, the most throws of 20-plus yards in the entire league. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the outside against Cam Sutton and Kendall Vildor. Those are big mismatches. Detroit, on the other hand, I think they can move it any way possible. People are so fixated on Goff against the Blitz. Goff has not been worse EPA-wise against the Blitz, against non-Blitz this year. It's the exact same number EPA-wise. I think both teams move the ball. I think this total's too low. 
All right, let's do the Chiefs and Bills to close. Buffalo in between two and a half and three. We'll see about Buffalo's injury report. A lot of like key defensive players on it. We don't know if Gabe Davis is going to play. Total in the game, 45 and a half. A cool 60 seconds here, Rob, for the game of the weekend, Kansas City and Buffalo. I think there's one of there's two ways I can play this, and it's going to depend on the injury report for Buffalo. And as we trend closer to game time, specifically who suits up in the linebacking core, I think it's very important to have your linebackers against the Chiefs who pass a lot over the middle of the field, whether that's Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice over the middle on his slot routes, or just getting the ball to their running backs out of the backfield, which has worked for them a lot this year. If we get Buffalo, I mean, if this injury report stays for Buffalo, I'm playing Chiefs money line. I, I, I didn't think I would be there this week. I honestly didn't think I would be there after last week's games and how I thought of the Chiefs this year. But to me, that's the play. If Buffalo gets a better injury report on defense, I actually think this total's a bit too high because there's just not the explosive plays for either of these offenses. It's a lot of dink and dunk. I think Buffalo will try to run the ball a bunch. So Chiefs or under, we just have to wait to see the final injury report looks like tomorrow. Rob is on Twitter at Rob Pozzola. Check out The Hammer at The Hammer HQ. Circles off as the sports betting podcast. Be sure to find that wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts. How about this dude comes on the show and goes, actually, I don't think it was the worst thing that my team retained Mike McCarthy. Good luck. Maybe it's better than we lost great having you, buddy. Good luck with the bets this weekend, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. You too, guys. Our friend Rob Pozzola joining us here on You Better, You Bet. Hour number three for me coming up on the other side. Ken and I will roll through Divisional Weekend, give you our updated takes, our bets, etc. Next. <laughs> 